everybody. It's Dave here from Vikings First and Skull on this day, Friday, July 7th, 2023. We are now 65 days away from the Vikings week one season opener. First up, I hit an article written by the great Arif Hassan a couple days ago. He writes about who are the Minnesota Vikings breakout candidates. Breakout players can turn a season around, and the Minnesota Vikings have a number of breakout candidates. We break down the top ones. The Minnesota Vikings have a number of breakout candidates for the upcoming season, according to the article by Arif Hassan. The breakout players could potentially make a huge difference for the team, who are predicted to win eight and a half games by Vegas. The first breakout candidate is Alexander Madison, who has been a reliable backup for Dalvin Cook. With Cook gone, Madison is poised to take on a full-time workload and could become the team's next thousand-yard back. While his underlying numbers have been alarming at times, Madison has generally been an above-average mark in rushing yards over expectation over the last four years. The Vikings expect their offensive line to improve with continuity, and that should set up a better rushing environment for Madison than Minnesota had last year. Brian Asamoa is another potential breakout candidate. As one of the few holdovers from last year's defense, Asamoa played well in limited snaps when playing in injury relief and demonstrated the highs and lows of his scouting reports. His ability to get into the backfield to force running backs to alter their course turned out to be a boon to the Vikings' struggling running game. And if he can clean up his negatives, he'll be a big asset in Minnesota's new defense, of course, coached by Brian Flores. Jalen Naylor is the third breakout candidate with impressive metrics that suggest he could be a potential starter. While his numbers are a low sample and highly subjected to randomness, he has highly ranked in PFF grades. Yards per run, contested catch rate, and drop rate. He may not be an elite talent, but he could become a contributor on a rotational basis and then could improve from his 179 yards as a rookie to 300 or so this time around. Kyrus Tonga is a nose tackle who has demonstrated the strength and technique necessary to play nose tackle at the starting level in the NFL. While he needs to be more consistent, he generally played very well despite finding games where he was washed out in the run game. If he improves his instincts or eyes, Tonga could be a high-level defensive player. K.J. Osborne, who broke out last year, could establish himself as more of a relief option in the offense. He has the athleticism to run any route and at any depth. And the run focus of the offense might give him more snaps than he would expect. The versatility gives Osborne a big asset when competing for snaps in the offense. And of course, we know Kirk Cousins loves to use him as a 
sort of security blanket. Ed Ingram is an offensive lineman who struggled in his rookie year, but has improved technically over the course of the season. While he's not there yet, and he has tools and is being coached by a group that just produced a career year out of Bradbury and helped bring Darisaw to the cusp of elite play, if he can continue to improve, he could be a great asset for the Vikings. And finally, the last breakout pick by Arif Hassan is Tristan Jackson. He's a wide receiver who has been tantalizingly close to becoming a well-rounded receiver asset, but hasn't had the opportunity to make an impact. In Vikings training camp last year and in minicamp this offseason, he's done an excellent job of getting open, even against first-team defenses. But he has been inconsistent about reeling the ball in. If he can work on his hands, he could become a contributor for the team. And that goes for anybody that catches the ball. The ball's thrown to it. Your primary responsibility is to catch it first. Overall, the Minnesota Vikings have a number of players who could potentially break out this season and make a big difference for the team. While there are no guarantees in football, these players have talent and potential to help win the games and make a run for the playoffs. In the next featured article, we continue sort of with that. One of those breakout players was Alexander Madison. Well, Michael Rand of the Star Tribune went down and interviewed Madison in an article he titled, Vikings running back Alexander Madison has a lot to give in 2023. The Minnesota running back Alexander Madison is gearing up for a bigger role in the offense following the release of Dalvin Cook. In preparation for the upcoming season, Madison has been spending considerable portion of his offseason leading youth football camps in three different locations. These camps have taught young players the importance of life skills, while also addressing mental health and social justice issues, among other things. Madison has always been one to give back to the community, and his leadership qualities and passion for making a difference are apparent in his dedication to helping young football players. He believes that the football field is not just about winning games, but also about instilling values of work ethic and well-roundedness that can help young players succeed in life. Madison credits former NFL running back Greg Bell, along with his parents, for instilling these values in him. He sees the bigger picture of life beyond football and is passionate about helping young players realize their potential both on and off the field. Despite the release of veteran Dalvin Cook, Madison understands the business of the NFL and expects Cook to continue to thrive. However, he also sees this as a great opportunity to step up and assume the role of a lead back, something he's always dreamt of being. He has put in a lot of hard work and dedication to get to his point and is eager to seize the opportunity in front of him. Overall, Madison's passion for giving back Dedication to the game and commitment to helping young players is truly inspiring.
He's a great example for, of a player who not only excels on the field, but also uses his platform to make a positive impact off the field. And I can't tell you enough how much playing football meant to me and learning all those things that Michael Rand talked about in his story. Well done, Michael Rand. Now we're diving over to the Vikings wire with our very own Tyler Fornis. He wrote a story about one veteran player on the roster bubble at each position group for the Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings are gearing up for training camp, as we all know. And as position battles heat up, some veterans are on the roster bubble. In each position group, there's at least one player in danger of being cut. For quarterback position, Nick Mullins is at risk of losing his spot to rookie Jaron Hall if he doesn't have a strong preseason. Mullins' two-year contract and $4 million salary could make him a tempting trade option for the Vikings. Kane Wongu is another player who could be on his way out. Despite being selected in the fourth round of the 2021 draft, he hasn't shown much growth. With other running backs on the roster, like Ty Chandler and Dwayne McBride, Nwangu could be cut due to his lack of progress and the presence of other kick return options on the roster. Jalen Rager, a first-round pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, struggled mightily as a wide receiver for the Vikings. His near $2.5 million salary is fully guaranteed, but he is still on the chopping block due to his poor performance. Johnny Munt, who had some success early in 2020 but fizzled out later in the season, is also on the bubble in the tight end group. The offensive tackle position has a tough competition with Blake Brandle and Ole Udo combining for a $2.3 million cap hit. Vidarian Lowe, a six-round pick in the 2022 draft, made the roster in his rookie season, but is also on the bubble. Austin Schlottman, who started four games for the Vikings in the 2022 season, broke his ankle in Week 17 against the Packers, making it difficult for him to make a comeback. He will need to come out swinging in order to keep his spot, as UDFA... Alan Ali and Chris Reed are coming for his roster spot as well. The defensive line group may not have any stars, but there is a lot of depth. And James Lynch might not make the cut. Although he's a talented player, there isn't anything special about his ability, nor is he a great athlete. DJ Wanham is another player who could be let go despite the edge room having Decent depth. With Andre Carter II viewed highly by the Vikings, Wanham could become the odd man out. If the Vikings choose to let him go, it would save them $2.74 million in the salary cap for a player that likely won't be there next year and is average at best. The inside linebacker position isn't very strong, and there are a lot of UDFA talent that the Vikings brought in, including Ivan Pace Jr. Troy Dye, who only weighs 225 pounds, hasn't shown much growth in his three seasons. 
Joan Williams, who missed the entire 2022 season, is on a one-year contract and is at risk of being cut from the cornerback group due to the presence of other talented players fighting for a roster spot. Josh Metellus is another player who is on the bubble, and this is where I disagree with Tyler. I don't think so, not one little bit. He was just used in the three safety sub-packages in minicamp and is on the last year of his contract. Both Lewis Seen and Jay Ward were selected in the last two years. While Metellus is a special team stalwart, he offers the least upside with him and Cam Bynum. Like I said, I disagree with you on that one, Tyler. Overall, the Vikings have many tough decisions to make as they approach training camp. and Some veterans may find themselves out of the job who don't perform well enough. Hey, that's what's great about football. It's a game where you've got to perform or you will be gone. Much like life. Staying over on Vikings Wire, our next piece is from Savion Mixon. Should the Vikings target cornerback Marcus Peters and free agency? The Minnesota Vikings are considering the possibility of targeting former Baltimore Ravens quarterback Marcus Peters and free agency to add experience and talent to their cornerback room. Peters could bring both to Minnesota, as he has a reputation of being comfortable playing man coverage and has an aggressive mindset that would fit in well with the Vikings' style of play. However, some people have raised the concerns about the potential drawback of bringing in a veteran cornerback like Peters. One of the main concerns is that he could take away game reps from younger players who need the development such as Makai Blackman or Andrew Booth. As a result, there's a debate whether signing Peters would be a wise move for the Vikings. Ultimately, the decision depends on the Vikings' priorities. If the team wants to be more competitive now, then signing Peters would make sense. However, if the team wants to evaluate their young players for future rebuilding, then signing Peters could take away a valuable game rep's from these players. The Vikings need to define themselves and decide which part of the term competitive rebuild they are more worried about. In conclusion, the Vikings have a big decision to make regarding whether or not to pursue Marcus Peters in free agency. While there are clear advantages to signing a player of his caliber, there are also potential drawbacks that must be taken into account. Ultimately, the discussion will come down to the Vikings' priorities and how they want to approach the competitive rebuild that lies ahead. And I'm sure, this is Dave speaking, I'm sure Quasi and the gang have already debated this, or we might have seen some movement on it before now. Sticking with the Vikings wire and back to Tyler, he joins the NFC North's roundtable to discuss who's going to be the NFC North Coach of the Year. In the roundtable discussion reported by Tyler, there are several authors from the Bears Wires, Lions Wire, Packers Wire, and Vikings Wire discussing their prediction for the NFC North Coach of the Year. 
the discussion centers around the four teams in the division, the Chicago Bears, Detroit Lions, Green Bay Packers, and the Minnesota Vikings. The discussion is initiated by Tyler of the Vikings Wire, who notes that the NFC North is in a state of flux, with each team facing different challenges. The Chicago Bears are building around their quarterback, Justin Fields, while the Detroit Lions are entering the season as the betting favorites to win the division. The Green Bay Packers are transitioning away from Aaron Rodgers and to Jordan Love, and the Minnesota Vikings are attempting to repeat as division champs for the first time since 2008-9. The discussion is opened up to all the writers with each contributing their thoughts on who will win the Coach of the Year Award. The general consensus is that Dan Campbell of the Lions is most likely to do it because of his leadership and the culture he brought to Detroit. Campbell has quickly proven to be a compassionate, focused, open-minded leader as the Detroit head coach, who has changed the culture in the locker room and has players buying into his system. If the Lions are able to claim the NFC North throne, Campbell will rightfully get a ton of credit for getting Detroit back into relevance. However, other candidates are also mentioned. Matt LaFleur of the Packers is under more pressure than any other coach in the division because of the team's transition away from Aaron Rodgers. If LaFleur can guide the Packers through this transition and keep them competitive in the division, he will cement himself as one of the league's top coaches. And of course, the Matt LaFleur nomination was from the Packers guy. Matt Eberflus of the Bears is mentioned as a potential winner if the team exceeds expectations. One of the keys with the coach of the year is exceeding expectations, and the Bears have the least expectations in the division. If Eberflus can run a solid defense and develop Justin Fields, the Bears could contend for a wild card spot, leading to a potential coach of the year award. Overall, the discussion highlights different challenges and opportunities facing each team in the NFC North and the potential for any of the coaches to win the award, depending on how the season plays out. And you'll notice that Kevin O'Connell wasn't mentioned at all. I suggest that Kevin O'Connell pins this up on his bulletin board and goes out and kicks ass. Speaking of which, I need some more Go Juice. I will be right back. And I'm back. To continue with the Candidates for Cuts theme, this story is by Stephen Silverman over at Clutch Points. Vikings, three cut candidates on the Minnesota roster ahead of NFL training camp. The Minnesota Vikings are gearing up for the upcoming 2023 NFL season. Although the team is coming off a 13-4 record and an NFC North title, they have undergone some significant changes during the offseason. In particular, they have parted ways with star running back Dalvin Cook and veteran wide receiver Adam Thielen. The team is also facing contract issues with two key players, 
pass rusher Daniil Hunter, and quarterback Kirk Cousins. While it seems likely that the Vikings will work out an extension with Hunter, the questions about Cousins' future with the team is up in the air. Cousins is entering his final year of his contract, and though he had a solid season last year, his accuracy has steadily declined during his time in Minnesota. In addition to these contract issues, Vikings may have to make some tough decisions about their wide receiver group. They appear to have a number of talented receivers, including Justin Jefferson and top draft pick Jordan Addison. However, they may have to cut Jalen Rager due to the crowded group, and they are likely to keep K.J. Osborne due to his competitiveness and ability to make key plays when the game is on the line. Finally, the Vikings will have to make a decision about their kicking game in training camp. Rookie free agent, place kicker Jack Podlesny, has been given the opportunity to show what he can do and could take the kicking job away from Greg Joseph if he performs well. However, if Podlesny puts on a strong performance, he may have to look for opportunities elsewhere as Joseph is expected to hold on to the job. In the summary of his article, you heard me say that Kirk Cousins has been declining in accuracy, and I want to quote him exactly from what he said. Quote, while the dip has not been steep, 70.1% to 69.1% to 67.6% to 66.3% to 65.9%, it has been noticeable. Even more significant is the change in his TD to interception ratio. Cousins has a 35 to 13 ratio in 2020, and he put together a razor sharp 33 to 7 performance in 2021. However, he slipped to 29 and 14 last year. Unquote. Those were the numbers he stated. I look forward to seeing how Kirk performs this season, and we can make our judgments from there. Now on to our next piece by our very own Tyler Fornis, where he writes about a 2024 mock draft. What is more fitting than doing a next-year mock draft already during the off-season of the 2023 season? The title of the story is 2024 Mock Draft Has Vikings Finally Going for Edge Rusher. In the article on Vikings Wire, Tyler Fornis discusses Minnesota Vikings' potential draft pick in the 2024 NFL Draft. ESPN's Jordan Reed has the Vikings selecting Penn State edge rusher Chop Robinson in his latest mock draft, citing the team's lack of dependable options off the edge. With Daniil Hunter's future with the team in question, Robinson's talent and variety of pass rush plans make him an attractive option for the Vikings. Although Robinson didn't start any games last season and didn't record a sack, he did get a first pressure with 2.5 seconds on the FBS's best 12.1% of his pass rushing snaps, demonstrating his ability to create chaos. While he still needs to fill out his frame, and show that he can be relied upon as an early down defender, Robinson 
has the potential to be a dynamic talent for the Vikings in the long term. Fornus notes that while sack numbers are important, pressure is the metric that matters when it comes to impacting the quarterback. He points out to that Daniil Hunter only had four and a half sacks at LSU, but has since turned himself into a top 10 pass rusher in football. Adding a player like Robinson to the mix could provide Vikings with much needed boost on the edge and help solidify their defense for years to come. Tyler, I happen to agree with that and Jordan's line of thinking on this one. However, we may be looking for a quarterback. Now, which would you rather take next year in the first round? One of those promising quarterbacks or a potential edge rusher? I'd take the quarterback, but I do like the idea of an edge rusher, so we'll have to see. Well, that brings us to the final segment. As all of these Vikings Daily openers have gone, we're going to take a look back in history. With 65 days left until the season opener, we're going to look at the players that have worn number 65 in the purple annals of the team. Today, we're going to talk about the impact of the number 65 on the Minnesota Vikings. Over the years, there have been a number of standout players who have donned the jersey, including Pat Elfline, Jerry Huth, Charlie Johnson, John Sullivan, and Gary Zimmerman. Zimmerman, who played for the Vikings from 1986 to 1992, was a four-time Pro Bowler and two-time All-Pro with his time with the Purple and Gold. He's considered one of the best offensive tackles of all time, and he led the Vikings to three playoff appearances during his tenure. Of course, the Vikings let him go, and Zimmerman went to Denver and built on all of those numbers, eventually won a Super Bowl, and became a Hall of Famer. Other notable players who wore the number 65 include Pat Elfline, who played from 2017 to 2020 and was a key member of the offensive line during the team's playoff runs in 2017 at center and then in 2019 at left guard. Jerry Huth, who played from 1961 to 1963, was a three-year starter at right guard and helped pave the way for running back Tommy Mason. Today, Austin Schlotman is the current player to wear number 65. He joined the team last year in 2022 and will be looking to make the team again as Garrett Bradbury's primary backup. All in all, the number 65 has been worn by some of the best players in Vikings history and will continue to be an important part of the team's legacy. Well, I say one of the best would have been Gary Zimmerman. The rest... They're good, but I wouldn't call them the best. Anyways, that's it for today and your trip down memory lane. This has been Dave from Vikings First and Skull with your Vikings Daily Opener on this Friday, a Purple Friday, July 7th, 2023. This is the last Vikings Daily Opener for the week. You have two old bloggers on Sunday. At 4 p.m. Central, over on the Vikings First and Skull YouTube channel, Darren and I will go at it again, doing This Week in Vikings Land. So we both encourage you to come over, join in the conversation, and enjoy the Vikings talk. 
Hope you have a safe weekend. And what do we say? Skull Vikings! This has been a Vikings First and Skull production. Thanks for listening.